Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I am so thankful for you on today. Today is a very special day, not only because it is the day that the Lord has made and we should all be glad and rejoice in it, but also to report as of a few seconds ago, before I came on to pre-record this message, we are, and I say we for a very special reason, we are at 703 total plays. That is a big accomplishment, everyone, and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting this podcast. I just want to say that over the course of time, one person has listened to the traveling pulpit 703 times. God's word has gone out to one person 703 times. And I cannot just imagine, I cannot imagine how the word may have impacted you, may have you, may have drawn you closer to the Lord, may have made you more curious about who the Lord is, or even may have helped you make a decision on whom you will serve in this world. You know, I am just so grateful because over the course of the of a year, a little over a year ago, I started the traveling pulpit with the permission from God that if I do something for him, that it would be for him. But the human side of me, once I started the podcast, you know, I started to get into my head. Maybe this would happen. Maybe that would happen. And I kind of veered away from God a little bit. The messages were not geared toward bringing people to God. They were geared toward bringing me to some money. And so once I got that out of my head, that this podcast is for Christ Jesus only and him crucified, then I could really dive in to the messages and not get so caught up in the hype. You know, I think a lot of times as 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 human beings, we get so caught up into what the world offers us that we forget about what Christ died for. So, so in coming back to that, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart, because now that the Lord has turned me around, has gotten my mind going in the right direction, which is towards heaven. I want to help you do the same. I don't want to persuade you. I don't want to force you. I just want to tell you. And by telling you, I hope to teach you. You know, on today, we're we're going to be talking about time. Time is a mechanism by which every creature under heaven is governed by. You see, God, he governs the entire kingdom of civilization, all the planets, stars, everything that your eye can see. God is in charge of. He governs. What happened was in the garden when man ate the forbidden fruit that he was told not to eat, time became a factor in man's life, meaning man was now on the clock to live and to die. Christ came to take the time clock away from man to give him an opportunity to live in eternity without a clock hanging over his head. Well, on today, I just wanted to spend a few minutes of your time talking about time and what will you do with yours? You see, over in Ecclesiastes, David's son, Solomon, I think he had time pretty much figured out. 
You know, in his day, Solomon was one of the richest and was one of the most richest in his day and the most smartest man in his day. That can be argued because Jesus came into the world and Jesus took the place of Solomon, did he not? So Jesus now holds the record for being the richest man in recorded history and also the wisest man in recorded history. Amen. I'm glad we agree on that. Let's move forward. Solomon, in his day, he wrote in the book of Ecclesiastes, starting at the third chapter, the title, A Time for Everything. And I want to read the entire uh, uh, first uh, eight verses, but I don't want to read them all, but I will read the time of the first one and just continue through till we get to verse eight. How about that? Solomon begins by saying, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, to plant and to pluck up what is planted, to kill and to heal, to break down and to build up, to weep to laugh, to mourn, to dance, to cast away stones and to gather stones together, to embrace, and to refrain from embracing, to seek, to lose, to keep, to cast away, to tear, to sow, to keep silent, to speak, to love, to hate, to war, to peace. See, Solomon understood the mechanism of time. He knew that time was something that he could not control. So he used time to the best of his abilities. He used it to the benefit where God most high got the glory out of the time that he had to use with. So my question to you is, what are you doing with the time that you have? You see, in our busy society, we have iPhones, Android, FaceTime, laptops, you know, cars, uh, SUVs, planes, trains, and other automobiles. There just doesn't seem to be enough time in our society to get everything done. You know, the first thing that someone says when asked of a favor, oh, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. Well, being that we don't have time to do certain things, what about the time that we make when we're cut off in traffic and we want to give somebody a piece of our mind? What about the time that we make when when uh, Macy's have a has a sale and we don't have enough money in our bank account, but we got money on our credit card to go shopping with? What about the time that we make? to do things that we ought not to do. I'll pause there for a second because sometimes we take time for granted because sometimes time is how we uh, manipulate it for our benefit. When time ought to be used in the right way, which is to learn, to understand, to teach, to speak, to show others the way of God. Now, I wasn't always like this. I wasn't. I wasn't always like this because 
I did not want to answer God's call. I did not want to be a minister. I did not want to do the things that I'm doing. But because of the time that I have, God showed me that how that that it is important to follow him with the time that I've been given, because time for all of us is not promised. So I made a commitment with the time that I have under heaven that I would commit my life to him. What about you? Have you made that commitment of time to God? Have you made the time to to sit and study the Bible? To just open it up and let him talk to you. See, people believe or some people believe that they can open the Bible and read it straight through. The Bible is not a book. It is a living, breathing organism that is not governed by time. This is God's word. It is alive and well. And I promise you, if you open it up, it will speak to you. It will say the very things that I'm telling you right now. It will talk back to you, not in an audible way. We sometimes get that get that mixed up. We think that God should talk to us as we talk to each other. But take take into account how we talk to each other. Take into account that the way we talk to each other and I know we can talk to God, you know, in, in our personal way. But what if God could be talked to the way we talk to others? We would not respect God, would we? If we talk to God the way we talk to our friends and get mad at our friends and cut our friends off and don't speak to our friends anymore, we would do the very same thing to God, wouldn't we? I'm just being truthful and I hope that you are also. But see, God isn't made that way. He is made in a way to use time to build a relationship with you. And he wants that relationship with you. So you had a time to be born. Now you're going to have a time to die. You have been planted. And if you are not planted in the right things, you will be plucked up. All of us are under the kill button of Satan. All of us. But when Christ went to the cross for us, that is our time to heal in him. We break each other down every day with the words that we used against one another based on the feelings that we have for that day. But if you have that relationship with Christ, you're not breaking someone down. You're building them up. And if you see your brother or your sister crying. Laugh with them in their tears because their hurt, their pain. Their joy is underneath that. Find that joy in them and laugh with them. Show them that life is not exactly what they think it is or could be. But in Christ, it is better than what they think or believe that it is. We all mourn through the passing of loved ones, friends, death. Death is is a mourner. But Christ has promised us that he holds the keys of hell, death and the grave. And that one day we will dance with him. 
as we take the ceremonial meal that 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 we call the the uh, uh, Passover. We're going to do that with him one day. There's a time to throw off the stones that mean to do us harm and gather the ones that mean to help us get to the next level where we're going. Some stones will hold you back and some stones will help you move forward. Which ones do you have? Everyone is not your friend. Everyone is not your friend. Not everyone needs your embrace. But Christ wants to embrace you. If you seek the world, you will lose Christ. But if you seek Christ, you will lose the pleasures of the world. And Christ is more pleasurable than the pleasures of the world. If you keep Christ in your life, you will cast away those things of the world. Or those things of the world will, will cast away Christ in you. Tear away the things that mean to do you harm. And sew together the right relationship with Christ. And do not keep silent when the Bible says it's time to speak. But keep silent when the Bible says it's time not to speak. Love your enemies because Satan hates you. Jesus is going to lead the war. But we need to be looking for the peace. In our current state of affairs going on right now, we have so many organizations fighting for the right to have their voice heard. And you got people on the left. You got people on the right. You got people in the White House. You got people who are wanting to be voted into the White House. Well, who's looking to Christ? Who's looking up? If everyone is looking to their left, if everyone is looking to their right, the war will break out because no one is looking from the peace that comes from above. Our help comes from, comes from the hills. And if you're not looking up, you cannot find the peace from where your help comes from. You'll only see the war that's in the eyes of others. Christ wants this relationship with you so bad that he gave his only begotten son so that he can have this relationship with you. It is not a matter of time or, or, or when Christ comes back. It is a measurement of building a relationship with him while you're here so that when he comes, you don't have to worry about whether you're in the right space or time or frame of mind that you need to be in. You see, if we are all working to do the things that the Lord has given us to do, like a doctor, a healer, like a professor, a teacher, and even a scholar, a student, if we're all doing the things that the Lord has given us to do, then we should not worry about the things that go on in this world because our relationship with him is so strong that nothing is more powerful in this world that could break that relationship with Christ. You see, time, time, it can be set. 
Time can be made and time can be changed. Time cannot be reversed, nor can it be fast forwarded. But time will not be measured, contained, stopped or slowed down. So you have an opportunity today to accept Christ. And move forward with the relationship process that he wants to have with you. The disciples were so concerned about the time in which the Lord Jesus would restore the power to Israel that even before he left over in the first book of uh, Acts in the first chapter. They asked him, they said, when will be the time that you restored the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus let them know it's not for you to know these things, but for his father in heaven to know these things. So with the time that you have today, what are you doing with your time and how are you spending your time teaching others about being in a relationship with the Lord Jesus? I want to thank you once again for allowing me just a moment of your time today to just come in and deliver this word from from the Lord, from my heart. You see, being an unscripted voice means that the Lord has placed a message inside of me. And I've delivered that message as it's been placed inside of me. Now, I will say this. My voice is not for everyone because my voice is a voice of truth. And only those who want the truth will follow the voice of the Lord. Not my voice, not my voice, but the voice of the Lord who uses a man who, who has an unscripted voice. Because an unscripted voice, I believe, is a voice of truth. And there are plenty of us out there who are still grinding for the Lord. But there are some out there who, who wage war against us by using scripted words to pretend to say things or pretend to, to sing and dance and hoop and holler so you can lose track on what the Lord is trying to say to you. Words can be a powerful thing, but time, time tells all tales. So at 703 total plays, I'm very grateful that the Lord has taken his time with me and not allowed me to get ahead of myself or fast forward myself into a place and time where I would be out of his reach. I'll never be out of the Lord's reach, but you understand what I'm saying. In this world, we can lose ourselves just by standing on the mountaintop with Satan and not the hill with Christ. Well, that is my, my time today. Again, I want to thank you. I look forward to doing this with you on next week. Please, I will be on social media. Please reach out to me, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, other um, other social media sites. I, chances are I will be there also. Reach out to me, the traveling pulpit at gmail.com. Um, if this message is for you, if it's not for you, praise God. But it's the word that ought to be for you. All right. I am Vernon Sheridan. This is the traveling pulpit. I'm the man with the voice with the unscripted voice saying goodbye for now.